from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Yes, indeed, folks, and thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. This is episode number 205. Local news, Salem, Oregon. New bill makes people's life harder and gas stations more money. I have decided that um, since I have gotten so many requests for local news that um, I want to do this on Wednesdays. So we're going to do short stories and information coming out of where moi lives, Salem, Oregon. So I hope um, you can find some interest in that. Meanwhile, I wanted to very much send a great thanks to my listeners in Bangkok, Thailand, and Geneva, Switzerland. Your support is very much appreciated. So getting into this, I wanted you to be able to sit back and relax and listen to this because it's going to be good. You see, I don't particularly like fast food. Um, which is not to say that I have not eaten my fair share of it. Um, but yeah, I pretty much have, for the most part, parted ways with it. And if not so much for, generally speaking, the poor quality of the food, there's what I call, my term is the slam bang of the whole atmosphere. Everything is a, a chaotic, noisy, hectic mess. As anyone who's been to a McDonald's or Taco Bell or any of these many places where you hear whistles and bells and people hollering and bells and buzzer buzzers that are very fucking obnoxious. And just the whole experience is obnoxious. Now, this may not be something that you pay attention to much when you're a kid or a teenager because, you know, you could practically throw them off a building or run into them with a bus. They're pretty much oblivious to anything. <laughs> I know I probably was. I, I understand that. But not adults. Or at least 
it shouldn't be, or at least I'll I'll quantify. It. I'll say myself. Um, I don't know things that I may have had no problem with. I don't know 10, 15 years ago. I definitely have a problem with now. So I don't care. I don't even care how the place looks. If it's come, even if it's comfy, it's just the entire picture of the atmosphere of the obnoxious corporate noise as burgers and fry machines and the the chatter and the banter of what the human robots have to do to produce this gourmet excellence <laughs> it gets old real fast so start looking for something Mm, a bit calmer, a bit more pleasant. As a matter of fact, something else that I can testify as far as that's concerned is what this story is going to be about. Something as simple as pumping gas. Now, I understand having, especially having lived in different states and the state that I grew up in, um, we humans, we are what we come from. And that means, you know, we are pretty much acclimated to what we grew up in. So, for instance, depending on your age, if you're 20 or 30 or 40, what have you, but if you're that age and you come to Oregon and it really takes a bit of getting used to having people pump your gas. So as it is, if it's still, um, I mean, technically, it's not like they're going to arrest you, but I'm saying technically, um, I believe it's still on the books that it is illegal for you to pump your own gas. It's one of the few states like this. And again, depending on your own personal experience and what you're used to and where you're coming from, um, you know, it can seem odd or strange or perhaps for some people it's annoying. Um, but speaking for myself, let me tell you what is annoying. What's annoying is when you travel out of this state and you may do some long distance travel, you may travel cross country and you may go to all the other states that, um, you know, only have self-serve pumping of your, of your gas. And you get to recognize real quickly or again i'm going to say at least i do um and this can depend on where you're going the time of year the climate all those factors but i believe if anyone for the most part unless you're the you know the youngest of the young person and you just have endless boundless fucking energy 
and you're just real squirrely McSquirrel. And the fact is, you don't mind bouncing around because you're a squirrely McSquirrel and you'll just bounce out of that door and bounce your ass back there and stick that uh, gas pump in there and go to town. But if you're like most folks in your mid 30s or older and you've worked all day and you're really tired, any little other thing that you have to do like this, any of the other additional mundane things can be very annoying. And that's what I found in my travels. I found it to be really annoying. Unfortunately, I wasn't um, traveling during the winter because I don't. But, um, you know, in the summer. And if you, for instance, just the act of, you know, pumping the gas, and typically it wasn't so bad, it wasn't the end of the world. If you don't mind being besieged by a, a group of um, zombie-like uh, homeless people panhandling, and literally while you're pumping your fucking gas, coming over and, and begging for money. And that happened in quite a few places and cases. And that is not pleasant. And when all that is said and done, and I'm not kidding you on this, um, when you finally cross that border on your return trip home to Oregon, and you have to get that, you know, first fueling that you do when you cross the border when you need fuel. And it's just a huge sigh of relief. Christ, I don't have to get out and pump it myself. Now, if you live in Oregon, this is also different. There's a much more practical appeal to not pumping your own gas. As a matter of fact, it has been, the law was changed that you had to have actual attendance to pump your gas here in Oregon since 1951. And there were many good reasons for this at that time, and those reasons, many of those reasons, hold up until today. You know? And so, yeah. 70 plus years later, they still hold up. And one of those is that if you live here, and particularly if you live in the areas where I do, called the Willamette Valley. Um, how I describe the uh, the weather? Well, I say it's fair to midland miserable, 
for a good six to seven months out of the year, and then it's transitional. For instance, here it is, you know, May the 2nd, and we're still having rain for the rest of this week. And those temperatures will once again only reach highs in the 50s. So, yeah, that's life here. That's, that's it. That's the way it is. But um, one of the small, uh, pleasant um, facts of living here is that little small thing of not having to pump your gas in those incredibly dark, cold, rainy-ass days that are more than half the year. And it's nice to be able to sit in your warm car after you've worked all day and just to have one little brief thing that's rational, that's done for you, that still exists. But all that looks like that could be changing too, because if anything is pleasant or rational, that cannot in any way whatsoever stand in the way of, no, I'm not going to say the word progress. I'm going to say the word greed. Now, <clears throat> I recognize that there are a number of, um, you know, tightwads out there. Because, really, I mean, seriously, saving, you know, somewhere between two to seven cents a gallon is not going to break the bank of fucking Monte Carlo with your bank account. Okay? Okay. But, you know, you have very spindly type people. And some of these intellectually challenged people, well, I should be able to pump my gas understand. I'll save some money and I'll go there barely do-do-do-do-do-do. You know, these are the same people that don't just about understand anything. I'll let you figure that one out. So, yeah, we have what has been produced here is uh, Senate bill. The bill is 2426, and it has passed the House, and... It's going to the Senate, and we'll see what happens. But if it passes the Senate, then they're whittling down um, services so that gas stations can have, can offer 50% of their pumps to be self-serve. And I recognize this, 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 this creeping insanity for what it is because if they get that through 
And then people become acclimated and adjust to that. Then it's only a matter of time whether they'll just get rid of the rest of it anyway and be like every other state where everyone else can. Now you are equal. And apparently, that's a very, very big thing here in Oregon is equality. They want to make sure, absolutely fucking certain, that if there is any chance of equality, no matter what the consequences, they're going to push for it until they have the general population, eventually, that are equally miserable. Because that's what it's about. That is what is coming from on high. They don't look at this as, you know, a cost-benefit analysis for individuals within a society. It's like, nope. Reason and logic be damned. We all, it's our right, we have a right to be equally impoverished, equally, um, well, uh, yeah, equally um, put upon, let's say. And again, maybe if this is something you, where you live is a non-issue and you've been, you know, doing this shit your whole life, hey, more power to you. That's what you love. Um, you know, many years ago, I lived in Minnesota. And you could bet your ass, I wish those, those laws of, you know, having service station attendants to pump your gas would have been in effect. Because when it's 20 plus below, I don't want to take my ass outside and stick around the car and pump the gas. So I would have loved that. But no. Because then, as is now, they are still obsessing with making everyone equally miserable. And that's what, make no mistake, that's what is going to be the outcome of this so think about that. I'm asking anyone out there to think at all. You know, if you're, you know, say, I don't know, a 30-ish, 40-ish year old son or daughter, as you are living life, and you have to take your ass out in this cold, rainy, cold-ass unpleasantness, now think about your mom doing that. Or your dad. And they're in their 70s. Or perhaps 80s. Because of a group of corporate assholes decided <clears throat> somehow they decide that this is somehow better. Well, it isn't better. It's better for them because they get to fire 
all those employees who were gas station attendants. Now let's think about that just for a sec. You know, if you're a gas station attendant, someone pumping gas is what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the ones primarily who pump the gas because in this place, generally the way it works is that you have people working on the inside that run the counter and the register and then you have a crew outside that's you know pumping the gas and i'm sure that at least um that's the i mean that's the way it's been for quite some time and maybe you know they rotate them out maybe they do that so those constant rotation of people working inside and outside but i'm telling you the people who work outside pumping the gas, look, they're not they're not fucking making much money, okay? They're not breaking the bank. Typically, usually they're really young. And sometimes, unfortunately, they're really old. On more than one occasion at a local gas station, I saw a man that had to be if I were guessing, probably in his mid-50s, thin man, very thin, very haggard-looking, looks like he's, you know, he's had a hard life. Anyway, and one of his arms was paralyzed. And he still had the fucking work pumping gas. So he's out there running from car to car, in the dark, the rain, and when it's when it's dark and it's raining, and it, which that time six or eight months out of the year it's always raining, and then that wind, they say, well, they got a big roof over them. Well, usually, typically they do, but that don't mean shit. That's a high roof, and when the wind kicks up, all that cold, rainy rain is blowing straight across. So it's nasty. So. That's all these people have. Because common sense tells me um, if they didn't have to be doing it, they wouldn't. Who in the hell would be out in that shit doing that job if they didn't have to? Which uh, every now and then, I would always... Without a word to the company, I'd bump them a buck or two and say, you know, thanks, Roy, or thanks, Sally. And they have plenty of women doing that here, too. Again, on the with the excuse of everything has to be equal, I think it's fucking disgraceful for women to be doing that job. Particularly, like I said, it was nasty, cold, and rainy. And I don't want to go into the whole explanation of woke and all this other horseshit. It's just in my world, women didn't do that. They didn't have to, and men didn't want them to. It's dis it's disgraceful. It's a bummer. It's sad. It's depressing.
But anyway, be that as it may, uh, we're going to see how this this um, this dumbass bill, and it's not dumbass in that it is good for the companies, and that's what I'm saying. Every single decision, every single goddamn thing, everything is for the benefit of the company, not the people who have to do this shit. If they can make some more profit, if they can squeeze some more, they don't give a shit if, you know, you or your disabled grandmother or grandfather or who the fuck ever has to get out of their stupid car after they've worked all fucking day and all they want to do is get home, but no, they they need the fuel. You know, it's a it's a small thing, but it's not. It's a big thing. And being able to stay in your car and having some some goddamn semblance of decency. But no, they didn't want to take that away too. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this didn't happen. And I'm telling you all this from where I live, no matter, of course, wherever you may be li listening. Because I know if I were listening, I'd say, you know, I really think Ernest has a point. And then if you tried to change it in your state back to the way it used to be, where we had gas station attendants, oh, no, here they go. They would completely lose their minds and go crazy on you. Oh, the price of gas would triple and oh, blah, 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 and blah, couldn't possibly do. Is that what you want? The price of gas going up to $20,000 a gallon? Oh, it's totally impossible. And we might even have to pay them a living wage. And, and, and my God, what about insurance? Oh, God, the one employee, the one health insurance. Are you people mad? That's, that's what I'm talking about here. You can't, we can't have people as we once did we can't fucking even afford or won't pay or not willing to pay to connect the dots and this is for you this whole thing folks is about you it's about you standing up for yourself and thinking and not swallowing you know the the corporate rhetoric bullshit how it's going to everything will be the absolute end of the earth and the end of the world no it wouldn't what it would mean if it was if it was done correctly if the money was allocated and the budget from the from the particular uh, station or what have you if that was allocated correctly what it would mean would be a few less millions of dollars to the owner of the business or the executives or moving all the way up. But they don't want that. They don't give a fuck. It's a cold, miserable, 
wind-blowing night. And here's your older or perhaps elderly family member that has to deal with yet another indignity. And that's your family. Because they, the ones passing all this, they don't give a shit biscuit about your family. Only their family. And um, this, in this little microcosm of a place that I that I live in here and um, don't get me wrong there are many great reasons why I live here and it's one of the best smaller cities in America and that's my opinion but I am really angry when I start seeing processes and things taking place to dismantle what was once making it great. And if nobody says anything or does anything, you stand around and you're fucking cow-eyed. You don't do anything. To be cow-eyed. Mm-hmm then they will just run roughshod over you and take every fuck thing you let them. So that is what on the local level at this time, on this date, that is what is happening here in good old Salem, Oregon. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to theearnestmanshow.com, find this particular episode number, and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are good words or what are mm, those bad words. I want you to have the freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions.